greetings, greetings to my Vaughn listeners. It is that time of the afternoon where you are chilling with your hostess, Lady G, on Gifts with Dugong, where we just come before the Father to thank Him and to explore the gifts, the purposes, the promises, and how some of us have traveled this journey that God has in store for us. We truly thank God for you, my listeners, for continue your continuous support. And as we know, it is that time of the year, you know, December. Um, we, we know that companies are going to be, you know, taking a break. We're just going to be taking a break from work. Oh, excuse me. So we're going to be taking a break from work and we're just going to be relaxing. So we look forward to that. Some are going to be visiting families and friends. But let us not forget to be safe. Let us still continue to use our wisdom and not be ignorant. Uh, Keep safe. Wear your mask. Sanitize. Do all the necessary things to protect yourself and protect those who are next to you. So we truly thank God for that. And um, yes, my listeners, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm already ahead, thinking, relaxing, you know, just that uh, regardless of what the, the word that is being spoken out there, but we remain confident in this we remain confident in this that our god is the alpha and the omega he reigns and he rules so we bless god for that and we give him the praise the glory the honor and the admiration thank you once again for tuning in to your favorite radio broadcasting station von dead radio our voice over the nation anywhere you are you can listen to us whether in your car you are at home you are at work you are busy cleaning you are it doesn't matter what you are doing you can just pull a switch the the radio on and we will be there so we are going to engage on what god has in store for us for today today we're going to be talking on a topic that I have entitled Our Nations at the Valley of Decision Making. Nations at the Valley of Decision Making. So once again, um, we can get our Bibles, get our um, our books whatever we want to wherever we want to write so that we can hear what god is saying to us our nations at the valley of decision it's found in joel chapter 3 verse 14 so once again i just want to bless everyone who is listening uh bless my listeners bless the children of the most high god bless the saints and we also just want to truly bless god for today bless God for this day and we thank God that he is still God and he is still seated on the throne today now and forever 
today, now, and forever. Our God reigns. Our God rules. It doesn't matter what the situation may look like or what the outcome of the situation might look like or it might be. But we still say that our God reigns and our God rules and our God is seated on the throne. And he rules and reigns over all things. Over all things. And this is the blessed assurance that we have that we can cry worthy, worthy is the Lamb worthy, worthy is the Lamb Jesus you know he is so worthy children of the most high God there is a song that says worthy is the Lamb Jesus you deserve the praise Jesus. And I, I love the following verse. It says, Oh, be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You are the name above all names. You are the name above all names. So we can truly thank Him this afternoon that he is the name above all names and we thank him for allowing us he has called us and he has allowed us to gather at his feet he has allowed us to gather at his feet you know at the feet of Jesus when we gather at the feet of Jesus uh, we are we become the same. We are on the same ground, same level when we gather at the feet of Jesus. There are no apostles, no pastors. No one is above anybody else. We are exactly the same. We are on the same level. We are on the ground level. No one is better than anybody else. Now I understand why the lady with that alabaster box she went for his feet she went for his feet because at his feet is where we are all the same we are measured at his feet there is no place like his feet there is no place for me Lord but at your feet I will stay at your feet I'll bow I sit at my father's feet knowing that he is the one who began a good work in me and he is able to finish it. He is able to perfect it. He is able to sanctify me. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we may be feeling like, what, what the situation may look like. This is the blessed assurance that I have. That the God who has begun a good work in me. Good work in me. The situation might look bleak. But God, I stand on your promises. I stand on your word. Your word says you began a good work in me. And you are able 
you are able to perfect it and you are able to finish it in my life so it doesn't matter what what what, what we are hearing in the world what everybody is talking about because there is one word that is coming from the mouth of everybody so for us it doesn't matter that word that is coming out of everybody's mouth we are saying you are the one who began a good work in our lives so you are the one who is able to bring us into that perfection you are the one who is able to set us apart you are the one who is able to present us to the father you are the a one who is able to present us to the father being sanctified being made whole being made righteous by your blood lord jesus by your blood so this is the blessed assurance that we have even when the situation looks bleak a lot of things are looking bleak but we have this blessed assurance that he is the one who is able to finish to perfect the good work that he started in us so we truly bless god so as i said that we are going to be talking about the nations where the nations find themselves at the nations find themselves at the at the mountain or at the mountain of making decisions that's where the nations find themselves at we are in a moment in time where it is decision making our leaders find themselves at the valley of decision making not just any decision but critical decisions concerning the nation concerning the nation you know this is what is happening currently in the world in the natural but when you also look at it in the spiritual realm when you have a spiritual picture of it you realize that even in the realm of the spirit there are decisions that must be made spiritual realm when nations are making decisions the nations literally find themselves in the valley of decision making even in the realm of the spirit now if you look in 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 scripture if we look at it and we look at all the generations that we find in the word of god we will find it as we go back in time even when the nations were still small there was still a family there was abraham found himself in the valley of decision making Isaac found himself in that. Jacob found himself in that, in the valley of decision making. And then the nation grew, they became Israel. And Israel also is a big nation. When they were in the wilderness, they found themselves in the valley of decision making. 
they were in that moment where they had to make a critical decision and we need to remember that the decisions that we make those are the decisions that will also be critical for our future generations so decision making doesn't just determine only my future but it determines the future of the generations to come and the position that nation or that generation or that generation will be before God or will find themselves at the feet of God and this will also determine the future of the the future generation the future generation that we sometimes forget to think that when we make these decisions, these decisions also affect our generations. We think the decisions we're making are just for the now, for us. But we forget that these decisions will also be for our future. Now, I can make a decision now, but that decision will not only affect me. So, uh, I'm reminded of, um, you know, when the word of God speaks about the nations, how they find themselves at the valley of decisions. I'm reminded at the beginning of this year, um, Mama Sharin kept on speaking about how roles have changed. And I I saw it as the years progressed, how roles have changed. Now I understand why it had to be. Because the sons took on the role of the father. And the fathers have to make decisions. They have to make decisions for the sons and for the children. So if the son does not understand that he is a father now, it's very, very, it's very, very sad because that son will continue, well, that father will continue to make decisions as if they are still a son. You know, sometimes how it happens that suddenly the parent dies and you suddenly find yourself in that position where you must make decisions for everybody. And you might end up making wrong decisions because you were not ready, you were not prepared. But I thank God that spiritually God God prepared us as the body of Christ by taking us through that transitioning period, that period of understanding that the garments have changed. We have put on the jacket of being a father. Now it's time for us to to make relevant spiritual critical decisions. The nations... They have their leaders. This is why it is important to pray for the president. But this is what I'm saying. The nations have their leaders that will stand and make decisions. But if they are no, they are no overseers, if I can put it like that, us in the spiritual realm, those who are ranked high in the realm of the spirit, who are able to stand in the gap and contend for those decisions that the nations are about to enter into, that the nations are about to make decisions decisions that can can put the nations can set the nations back I'm thinking of um, what is this man Joshua in the book of Joshua Israel God took Israel out of Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land 
they were on their way to the promised land but what happened when they were about to cross over they had to make a decision so god sent says to moses send them out to go and spy the land where they are going they go in 10 people came back with their report and two came with their report now the nation of israel Remember what I said, I said the decision you are faced with now is not just for you, it's for the future generations to come. So the nation of Israel found themselves at the valley of decision where they were presented with two separate information. The information that came from the, the report that came from the 10 spies and the report that came from the two, Joshua and Caleb the information was presented before them and they had to weigh the information put it on a scale and say what information are we to receive so if your scaling measure is the flesh you're going to choose wrong information all times if your scaling measure is not that of the spirit of discernment you will continue to choose wrong decisions decisions that will set you back so when we go to the book of joshua we're not going to read it but when we found ourselves there we see what happens that the children of israel they chose a report that came back with the 10. they chose that report which was a report that was that was weighed on a fleshly scale not in a scale of heaven because remember there's a scale of heaven where god even weighs us and he even says many many taken where he is weighing us so even the decisions that we make we must weigh them weigh them in the realm of the spirit and use the spirit of discernment we don't weigh the decisions according to the wisdom of this world because the word of god says i mean the the, the information that is given to us the word of god says the wisdom of this world is foolish to god and the wisdom of god is foolish to this world to this world so i want to weigh the information when i put it on a scale i want to weigh it according to the scale of heaven so that the decision that i make will be a decision in line with the word of god with what god has in store for me so then they chose that report and god said because you have chosen this report you are not only going to spend 40 years in the wilderness you are going to even die there you are going to even die there when they left egypt they left egypt with the promise of a promised land but the decision was still theirs to ensure whether they set foot on that promised land or not times and seasons it was still theirs to make sure that they set foot on that promised land so there came a time when god had to present them with a decision making time and i said to you whatever decision you do now it won't just affect you it will affect even the generations to come their generations there were children that were born to them that were not supposed to be born in the wilderness 
some of them all they knew was the wilderness i'm reminded of this um this um this movie it's frozen frozen 2 people who have kids they know that movie they love we love it because we love watching it there is something that happens there and i'm reminded of it now where uh there are children who are born in that certain area where a curse happened uh and um, and one of the boys when, when when this girl comes and says i'm able to break the curse one of the things that this boy says he says are you aware that i've never seen the sun i don't know what the sun looks like because they were sort of like put in this bubble where it was just the stars for them that were their lights and he's saying i wonder what it will look like to see this and this and this and this is a grown man who's almost in his 30s but he's never seen that so the decisions that we make may put our children the future generation and the generations to come in a position where they will say i've never seen such a thing you know i've never i've never experienced such a thing i've never experienced god in that manner i'm reminded of something that prophet zion said when we were in durban last week he said we are one generation that made me cry and i bled before the almighty one generation away from a generation that will not know of our god where christianity is about to be extinct if we in this generation that we are living in now don't take a stand and make a decision we need to make a decision the children of israel they had to make a decision before they could even cross the river jordan and their decision is what set them back they were on the verge of entering the promised land but because of a decision that they made they had to go back spend another 40 years in the wilderness and not only did they spend 40 years they died in the wilderness because of a decision that they made because of a decision that they took nations leaders we all find ourselves in the valley of decision the valley where we have to make decision Joshua says as for me and my house we shall serve the Lord fathers have to make decisions leaders have to make decisions mothers have to make decisions nations have to make decisions what decisions are you making in the season whereas we are in the season of the valley of making decisions what decisions are you going to make what is the decision that you are going to make and while you are thinking of making that decision remember the decision you take now will affect the generations to come i choose to be like joshua father i pray that may you give us the spirit of discernment as we find ourselves in the valley of decision making cause us to be the calebs cause us to be the joshuas father god who will not see with the natural eyes but who will see with the spiritual eyes because they were full of the word it's the word your word lord god that can make me to see 
victory in the midst of defeat. It's your word that can make me see peace in the midst of the storm. But if I do not have your word in me, because it's your word that is my light, it is your word that will make me to see the problem a lot of us have been operating and touching the things of God without the word without the word a lot of us I was in prayer the other day and I was so shocked what God showed me. I bled and I had to go into repentance because this is where most of us find ourselves, where we are in a gathering of intercessors, intercessors interceding and praying. And then God shows me this huge hammer that we are carrying but the hammers that we are all carrying each is carrying a hammer they are too heavy for us to lift and God takes me to his word he says in the book of Ezekiel I said my hammer is like a word my, my word is like a hammer that breaketh all rocks into tiny pieces then I'm like father then why is this hammer heavy because this is the hammer that we are to use every single day because you are saying your hammer will break all these rocks will shatter the rocks into tiny pieces so whatever obstacles whatever challenges all of these things that we are facing all we need is the hammer which is the word of God and once we start using the hammer which is the word of God we break all of these rocks into tiny pieces God says because you are not familiar with my word my word is heavy for you because you are not familiar to it and I thought you know God is so right have you ever seen when you travel a distance when you travel it the first time it looks long but when you go the second the third time the road now the route becomes familiar and you're like oh it's quicker now it's quicker now because you are now familiar with it you are used to it so we are those people who are only using the hammer of God maybe once a year or once a month and I realized that most intercessors don't read the word because we have the gift of tongues we only pray in tongues there's nothing wrong with praying in tongues i do it a lot but if we don't have the word of god we are not going to be victorious that is where the devil has defeated us we are not going to be victorious we need the word of god your word is like a hammer that breaketh all rocks into tiny tiny pieces it bashes them it shatters them there are situations that are not going to be shattered or bashed by our tongues they just need the word jesus used the word when jesus came out of a fast all he had to use was the word when he was facing the devil face to face he said it is written and every time he said it is written the devil never brought never brought that situation back up he came up with another situation and jesus said it is written that situation he couldn't bring it up anymore he came up with the third situation and jesus says it is written be gone and after that it was done this is why we are battling with the same situation over and over and over because we don't have the word to to bash this situation and make the situation to be tiny, bash it into tiny pieces, bash the situation into non-existence with the word. 
the hammer of God cannot be heavy for us as intercessors. I bled and I cried and I also asked for repentance on my behalf as well because there are times where I as an intercessor as Ukuku has neglected to read the word because I know that when I go into Shia Karabakianda Rabasanda I can go for hours. There's nothing wrong with that. Paul, the apostle Paul said, I paid more in tongues than any of you and that tongues, they edify me. They take me through a lot of things but we need the word of God let us not be deceived by the devil we need the word of God so let us speak the word let us speak the word of God when we find ourselves in the valley of decision so that we can be like those two spies Joshua and Caleb they saw It's not like they saw something else. They saw the same. They all saw the giants. They all saw the walls. They all saw it. But when they saw with their natural eyes, they understood that there is a spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm tells them that they are victorious. They are more than conquerors. So that is the realm that they decided. They decided to operate in. We see the doctors, the doctor's report. This is why Isaiah says, whose report shall you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Whose report shall you believe? The report of the Lord. And it does, what does the word of God says? I have the report from the doctor that tells me that I am sick, that tells me that I am terminally ill, that tells me that I'm going to die in such and such a time. But what does the report of the Lord says? The report of the Lord says, by his stripes I am healed. He suffered 53 stripes for me to be healed. So it doesn't matter what the doctors have written on my report, where they've written my name on it. I am saying this report does not belong to me. It does not know my address. Start talking like that. Start talking what the word of God says. The word of God says, I will not die. I will live to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. I will not die. I will live. I refuse that report from the devil. Start speaking the word of God. The devil will make sure it comes up with these big names to put them on your medical report. Then these big names, they make you scared when you go and Google them. You know, I went and I searched out this word, Omni, Om, Omnicrom. That's how you pronounce it, Omnicrom. Omnicrom, my God. Look at that. The devil tried to duplicate the things of God. That is what God said. I looked at it and I saw it had to do with astronomy. And I'm like, look at the constellations. You, you know, we, we, my God. When, when God started speaking about times and seasons and made us, made me to start looking at the constellation, I'm not sure about others, but I did not know that it was going to end here with this Omnicron, where it speaks about constellation and astronomy. I'm not there. I'm not going to explain in details what, 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 what God was saying, but God linked it, linked it for me. And now I realize that the devil always tries, he wants to duplicate the things of God, we've known this as a running, but there are times when the revelation just hits you. It's like when it hits you, you didn't know it. And I said, 
I even wrote it on Facebook. I said, Ah, oh, Omnicron, you are not my omniscient God. You are not my omnipresent Father. You are not my omnipotent Father. You can try to duplicate the things of God. This spirit which was found in Babylon, this spirit which was found in, in the midst of Jezebel, which spirit which was found by Esheron, it tries to duplicate the things of God. My God. The first, the first wave wanted to be like God. The second wanted to be like the Son. The third wanted to be like the Holy Spirit. Now the fourth wave is calling himself the Omnicron. Omni, my God, devil, you are a liar. You are a liar. My God is the omniscient, the omnipotent, the omnipresent Father. They gave it names, the Alpha, the Delta. Imagine some of these names are found in the Bible, these Greek names. Where have you ever heard of such a thing? In the name of Jesus, we shut the spirit down. We shut the spirit down. We are in the valley of decision making. We are a nation that finds itself at the valley. I don't want to be sidetracked. That's why I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm bringing myself back because I'm not here to speak about the Omnicron. I'm here to speak about us as a nation being in the valley of decision. God is taking us somewhere. Let us look at that. I don't want to be long whatever we we don't get to finish we will continue tomorrow in the next segment so as we were talking when we are about to cross and this is um where the decision time was making and this decision that they made was a detrimental decision not only for them but for the nation and for the generations to come you know when god puts a choice before us he says uh i want you to choose don't choose like israel israel unfortunately israel chose the information that set them back we don't want to set back our children we don't want to set back our generations you know and they died in the wilderness imagine dying in the wilderness without the promises that god has in store for you so when we found in the valley of decisions uh, you know, my prayer for 2021 is that, Lord, help this generation to make right decisions. Even me, Lord, help me, Lord, to make right decisions, not only for myself, but for the generations to come. I don't want us to be like King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah, I'm going to make us read it. It's very long, but I'm going to make us read it because uh, I want people to, uh, to to not think that I'm taking this out of my head. Um, when the word of God in, the, in King Hezekiah from verse 12, I want us to read it. I'm going to read it for you from verse 12. It says, messengers from Babylonia. About that same time, the king of Babylonia, Merodach Baland, the son of Baladan, heard that King Hezekiah had been sick, so he sent him a letter and a present. Hezekiah welcomed the messengers and showed them his wealth, his silver and gold, his spices and perfume, and all his military equipment. There was nothing in his storeroom. 
in his storms or anywhere in his kingdom that he did not show them. Then the prophet Isaiah went to King Hezekiah and asked, where did these men come from and what did they say to you? Hezekiah answered, they came from a very distant country from Babylonia. What did they see in the palace? They saw everything. There is nothing in the storerooms that I did not show them. Isaiah then told the king, the Lord Almighty, the Lord Almighty says, a time, a time is coming when everything in your palace, everything that your ancestors have stored up to this day will be carried off to Babylonia. Nothing will be left. Some of your own descendants will be taken away and made eunuchs to serve in the palace of the king of Babylon. This is the verse that killed me even now as I'm reading it. It killed me when I was preparing. Even now as I'm reading it, it's killing me. This is King Hezekiah. He understood this to mean that there would be peace and security during his lifetime. So he replied, the message you have given me from the Lord is good. I read it in the Amplified and the interpretation that God gave me was he 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 said okay it's fine I received the message you are saying but I'm glad that it won't happen during my time. That's basically the interpretation that God gave me. It's like Ezekiah was saying okay I know the decisions that I've made were wrong and they were incorrect and I'm not about to repent on them. By the time this happens what God has spoken about it will happen when I am long gone when I am long gone God what is to become of our generation if we have such kings like Hezekiah if we have such ministers like King Hezekiah if we have such prophets such leaders such presidents such leaders such fathers who are only concerned about the now, who are not concerned about the future generation, who are not interested in understanding that the decisions we make now, oh, Father God, may you forgive us. These are the decisions that are going to affect our nation. They are going to affect not our nation, sorry, the, the future, the generations to come. He was concerned about the fact, he was only concerned with the fact that in his generation there will be peace. Their ancestors that will be taken. I mean, look at that. The word of God says these kids will be taken and they will be made eunuchs. A eunuch is somebody who's taken and they are castrated so that they will be barren. And he is saying it won't happen during my time. So even if the future generations can be barren, so even if the future generations cannot produce, I don't care because it won't happen during my time. And yet I'm the one who caused that decision. If he had gone on his knees and he had repented to God, God is a just God, a forgiving God. He says, if we come and we ask for forgiveness, he is just and fair to forgive us. But if we are pompous and we make and we think that we have not sinned, we will be making him out to be a liar. And our father is not a liar. All this man needed to do was to go before God and say, Father, I repent for the decisions that I have taken. 
I thought the decision was right, but Lord God, thank you for opening my eyes and making me to be aware that the decisions that I have taken, they are not only detrimental to me, but they are detrimental to the future generations. He had children, he had a son by the name of Manasseh. He couldn't care less what is going to happen to his son. These are the kind of fathers we are dealing with. Fathers who make decisions because they don't care what's going to happen to the future generation. He was a father. Look at the responsibilities this man had. He was a father. He was not only a king, but he was a father. The nations, they relied on him to make decisions for him, his family. But he said, this will not happen during my time. So why should I repent? So why should I repent? It's not going to happen during my time. My God. He answered because at least what he understood was there will be security during his time. There will be peace during his time. So when all of this starts, it will start when I am God. Imagine, he says, Babylon, some of your own direct. Look at God. God was even thinking if, if this man can understand that even his bloodline did direct maybe I can say I don't care about my neighbor's kids but God is saying even your direct descendants children that came out of your womb Google, children that came out of your womb will be taken away and they will be made to eunuchs to serve in the palace of the king of Babylon this is what made me to, makes me to cry every day to say Lord what is to become of our children if we are in this generation that refuses to acknowledge you, to worship you. What is to become of our children? That's why I go before God every day and I cry because our children must grow up knowing God. We, we might not experience it a time where we are not allowed to worship, where we are not allowed to carry Bibles, where, you know, we are still experiencing liberty in South Africa in terms of that. But what is to happen to the generations to come? If we can't stand in the gap and God is trying to appeal to the flesh now because he can see that the spirit man has long gone. So he's saying to the flesh, at least think of your direct descendants, those who are coming from your blood. Don't you care what happens to your children? Kneel before me. Repent for this act that you have done. He's a selfish man. When God told him that he was about to die, when he was sick, he turned his back and he repented. But now, because it has to do with the future generation, he couldn't care less. He couldn't care less. This is the picture of what is happening today. When God touches me, I'm able to, I am moved, I am weep and I cry. But when God says it's going to touch the future generation, I couldn't care less. This is the kind of fathers that we have he turned his back against the wall and he cried when the message came that he was going to die of sickness he repented he cried to god oh god the grave cannot praise you oh god the grave cannot do this and that for you and god extended added 15 more years to his life and god now is saying to him 
repent again for the decision that you have made so that your future generation and the state of the nation can be preserved he couldn't care less I said I'm not going to be long for the sake of time I will continue with them this uh, topic uh, tomorrow because I want us what I want us to build up to I'm concerned about this case that is happening in America there is a case that is on the news on Facebook in America and that is when God gave me this the build up to that to say why is it important for the nations to stand in the gap with America as they find themselves on the brink of making a decision we are still talking about being in the valley of decision making children of the most high god i will see you tomorrow